the Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues. From dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out, Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. So as you guys know, sometimes as a leader, you have to lead people in a direction that they're not super thrilled about. How do you do that proactively? Shotgun. <laughs> That's one way to do it, everyone. <laughs> that, is, that is an option, Scott. It might end up putting you in jail, but it is definitely an option. <laughs> All right. Wouldn't be the first time. Um. <laughs> yeah, but truly... It's not the first time. Scott, have you actually gone to jail? Yes. Oh, wow. Courtney, next podcast. That's <laughs> oh. going to be it. So everybody just wait. Just wait. Scott is going to tell the story of when he was in jail. I think it's an important story to tell. Yes. Are we talking jail or prison? Because there is a difference. Well, you will just have that distinction next time. But let's answer Courtney's question before we actually go off on prison duty. Do you know, honestly, though, Courtney, the question that you asked in that is really one that is very relevant because it truly is something that every leader has to face frequently in their career. It's, you know, in the organizations decided to head off in that particular direction and staff is like, hell no, we won't go. Right. Or an individual is like, wait a minute, that's not how I want to do it. I think that's the wrong decision. And so this is something leaders have to deal with frequently. So Scott, how have you done that in your career? Gotten people to go in a direction that they really just didn't want to go. Well, I can think of two two ways I've done it. And I know earlier I jokingly said shotgun. And I think, well, I can think of times in my career where I've used my authority as a leader to say, we must go. And yeah, it works. Yeah, but it's painful. There comes a time, however. I mean, honestly, um, I worked with an organization. We were going through a software change. And we provided all of the training. We provided uh, a year for people to shift from the old way to the new way. And at the end of that year, we still had two individuals who were saying, hell no, I'm not going to go. And at that point, the organization had to maintain two systems and make an exception for these two human beings, or they had to say, you need to move or you need to go. And while that's not a conversation I wanted you know, didn't necessarily have, and I was happy about, the organization couldn't afford to maintain two systems. The new system was the right answer, much more effective, more efficient. These guys just didn't want to learn it. So we had that conversation. Here's the deal. You now are down on a deadline. You must learn this new software. If you don't want to, we understand that, but there's not a place for you in the organization any longer if you're not willing to learn the systems that are how we get business done. And then the second way is really a bit of reality conversation. Hey, we're in this situation and it just really kind of is what it is. We don't have time machine. It may be a new regulatory item. It just is what it is. And it's really saying, 
we need to go over there. And sometimes we spend time talking about the perfect over there. Utopia. It is the dual definition of utopia. Right. Utopia for most of us is this place that is perfect that really is unattainable. And the definition of utopia is something that cannot be achieved. <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember the reference, but there was a, a history show that I was watching that the Greeks were talking about two definitions. One is the perfect place. The second definition is as good as we can based on whatever our, our situation is. And really, for as a leader, our role is saying, hey, in the space between where we are today and where we need to go, you have knowledge, you have skills, you have abilities, and where you add value is saying, how do we get from here to there? And, and together, we can say, how do we get there? So Scott, I'm not sure I get it yet. So bear with me, because I'm, I'm not sure I fully understand. Are you saying that we add value when we get there? Or are you saying that we add value because we go on the journey to get it's, there. Yeah, no, I love that question. It is the the value is really saying I'm going to use my knowledge, skills and abilities to take me or us on the journey to get there versus I'm using my knowledge, skills and ability to to say this these are the 3000 reasons we won't go or this is nope, I'm not I'm going to fight it. It's saying no, how are you applying your knowledge, skills, and ability to move us. So that piece, so I talked about the story, right, with this organization that we work with, these two gentlemen who just wouldn't go. I love the fact that really what we're saying is there's this other spot that you go to first. And it is this place that says, no matter whether someone's resistant or not, wants to go, doesn't want to go. As a leader, that is my responsibility. And it is how... I add value to the organization is to help people through that process, you know, before I have to use power and authority, right? In the end, I can use, I can use a hammer. Before I get the hammer out though, it's that piece that says, let's talk about why we're doing this. Let's talk about how it benefits the organization, our customer. Let's talk about while the journey may not necessarily be all, you know, roses and rainbows, there is a purpose and a reason for us going through that. And we're going to go through it together and we will do it. Here's step one, here's step two, here's step three. So it doesn't seem so daunting. The more time we spend on, we know we need to get over there. How are we going to get over there? Number one, the higher likelihood we will get actually get to the other side. Right, right. And we reduce the, the emotional energy and truly the emotional black hole that sucks us in to say, well, this isn't fair. I mean, I think of, we have a client right now, they have tremendous regulatory change right. in front of them. Like enough regulatory change that it could in theory put them out of business Wow! if they don't play their cards right. I mean, that's huge. Now we could sit and say, well, it's not fair. And they, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. And that's a dumb rule and all, and all those things may very well be true. And it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. So that's that piece staying in, in pity party, right? Being in that place where we're holding on so tightly as a leader, it's getting them out of the emotion and getting them into the logic of how can we, 
getting them involved in the decision-making of what are our first steps, getting them into that place where I'm not beating the drum that this is awesome, right? Though we will have that conversation about what's the benefit and why are we going? Ultimately, it becomes down to saying, how are we going to get there? And when we get them in problem-solving mode, how? How are we going to get from here, reality, to where we need to go, the future? The how is when their brain is turned into problem-solving. And when we get to problem-solving, we can leave some of that emotional baggage behind. And, and it's okay to have emotional baggage. We all do. Of course. There's change, there's loss, there's, um, there's pain, there's, well, like, we don't get to do it that. All those things. And it's, so it's appropriate that we, we work through that together. Empathy. Listen, empathy. Got it? We just can't live there. And so to me, I, I do really appreciate, and in my mind, it's like the visual of we're on one side of the cliff and we got to get to the other side of the cliff. And then we use our skills to build the bridge to get over to the other side. Part of it's empathy. Part of it is building the plan, implementing that plan, walking together, all those pieces, building the bridge. And as a leader, it's our role to one, have the conversation, but also to course correct when we start to fall into pity party or fall into, oh, we're going backwards. We're not going forwards. It's our role to keep us moving forward and keeping our eyes on that forward place. And does the leader always have to be in front, Scott, or is the leader next to or behind? Where do you see the leader in that journey of that bridge building and going across that bridge? So I think sometimes the, the, the leader needs to be out in front. Sometimes the leader needs to be with and allowing someone else to take the lead and trim the jungle. And sometimes the leader needs to be behind uh, pushing a little bit. <laughs> do you know, we used to do um, uh, an outdoor kind of experience where we would have give people compasses and they'd have to go to certain places and they'd find a clue. They'd have to answer that clue and it'd take them to the next place. And uh, we were out uh, with a group of people. And as we're observing people, as they're running around from compass point to compass point, there was one group where the leader was always out in front and she was running with all of her might. I mean, she was not like walking fast. She was actually running. And then her team was huffing and puffing behind her. And I remember thinking, you know what? It's good to be out in front, but if no one's following, you're kind of a problem. And if they're like, can't keep up, that's kind of a problem. So I love the fact that you're saying, yeah, the leader needs to actually be aware and they need to be able to be in the spot where it's necessary at that time. And sometimes it's up front. Sometimes it's kicking them in the butt. And sometimes it's standing with them in that moment. And ultimately, if we could actually kind of figure that piece out, that's also a way to make sure that we get from here to there, to get folks to do things that they don't necessarily want to. However, when we lead it, kick them in the butt and walk with them, we usually can get it done. And there you have it. That wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate seeing you guys back week after week. If you have any questions or if you're going through something at work that needs an opinion or a solution, reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description. 
Also, we do have our virtual conference coming up November 16th through the 18th. We would love to see you guys. If you'd like any more information or if you're ready to register, check out the link in this podcast description box. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.